With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 120. I'm drinking a margarita. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. Welcome back. Thank you. It feels good to be back. Guys, if you missed it, Jesse was sick for like two weeks. I'm not 100% better. Like, I'm still coughing, although I feel like I'm fine. Like, I don't feel sick. But my God, was that thing kicking my ass. I just accepted that my life was never going to be the same. She said at the end of last episode, she was like, I feel like Austin McBroom. Yeah. If I just could be better, I'll appreciate life so much more. I wasn't even joking because, again, I'm not 100% better and I just feel on top of the world. I'm like, oh my God, I can do things. I can, you know, like not cough up a lung every five seconds. Now it's like every 15 seconds. And I am happy with that. I have to say one of the times, uh, I guess, I think I've only gotten two vaccines. For the flu? No, for COVID. But when I first got it, I got like super, super sick Mm -hmm. after, like for like the day. And I have to say that the day after that, it was the best I've ever felt in my entire life. It's just in comparison, the bar is so low that just being able to walk is nice, you know? Just not having the kids be horribly sick is everything. Like, I'd rather be horribly sick, While but nobody you're else. you're also sick. Yeah, no, it's just horrible. But I'm feeling better. Thank you all for your well wishes. And um, yeah, I wanted to get tipsy for this one. Just one can of margarita, but that'll really do it after the week I've had. Right? Your, your tolerance is probably low. Um, <laughs> I thought about pre-gaming a little, honestly, because at least... Oh my gosh. Guys, we're covering something today that you guys have requested. I didn't even ask people what should we cover no no it was just like people bombarding me with it anyway and I knew that it was gonna happen because like I was watching it too I'm referring to the 52 part series I think it was 52 who the fuck did I marry yeah everybody knows it everybody loves it and shit I listened to it over the course of a few days I watched the entire thing on two times speed because she does talk a little slow I was kind of late was it when we were filming last time I was like oh sorry (laughs) I got caught up because I was distracted watching it. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. It's just her talking. It's this lady that talks about being married to a pathological liar. And boy, is he a pathological liar. Literally, it's like of everything he told her in their entire relationship, I think like two things were true. I love it so much. I only watched half of it, but it is on a playlist, which is nice because it auto plays. So like I had it playing while I was showering and like people have been memeing that this whole weekend. The entire world essentially was like watching this one woman say this story about this guy who's this crazy fucking liar. And honestly, it brought me back to, I have like a series on my YouTube channel about like the most ridiculous lies that guys have told me. And Jonathan, my ex-boyfriend was a pathological liar and told me he was in a boy band. Oh yeah, oh yeah, girl. (laughs) He said he opened for boys to men. Like seriously, it's just this whole thing. And I just love hearing the crazy shit that men come up with. No matter how, you know, obviously this was super traumatic for her. She married him. She was going to build a life with him. She was almost pregnant with his child. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very scary shit. But life has a way, you know, of protecting you. And she is no longer tied to this this demon. Either are the other women that he has been tied to in the past because there's multiple women that have been victim to his lies. And funny you mentioned uh, lies. Well, lies guys have told you. Um, I think I've even mentioned it before that my sister dated a guy that claimed that he was going to college and he would like go to class and he would have books and he was not in, he 
who's not in college. I'm like, what do <laughs> what? you mean? Why are people like that? I like, don't where do they think how... it's going to go? That's the thing. And she even brings up several times in the series where it's like, there's a difference between a compulsive liar and a pathological liar. Because a compulsive liar, if you call them out, they have like some kind of reason that was like their motive to be lying. They were trying to get something out of it. Pathological liars don't have a reason necessarily and they're just like lying to lie she seemed to think that it was more from a standpoint of like he was cruel and he liked to see people get excited and then like know that they weren't going to get what they were excited about that made the most sense to me but it also disturbed me so much when she said that i was like yeah so like for example we're not going to go over like a whole summary of the entire series because honestly i don't really know how to summarize it you i think you should just watch it so this is more for people that have seen it already but to touch on a few of the things that he would lie about he like would promise that he was getting her this car and he would have her test drive cars constantly and like she had planned on getting a different car a cheaper one and he'd be like no no you need a bmw and then he got her all amped up to get this bmw and then guess what he never ended up getting it. That's the crazy part though, is like he wouldn't just suggest something to her so she would get excited. He would push things onto her and he'd be like, we need to do this. We need to go see all these houses. Like the house thing was a huge part of the story where he continuously put in cash offers all cash offers to these realtors. And when it came down to them asking him for proof of funds, he would get very like almost irritated and just be like, how dare you ask for proof of funds? How about you accept my offer and then I'll show it to you. And just all this crazy shit. But he would go as far as his lie could possibly take him. And then he would just make up another lie to like make it go away. And then she eventually, even with like the house stuff, I don't know. And like, I'm not victim blaming at all. But it's like, I don't know how she, she would just like basically tell him to drop it eventually. And he kind of would take the out. The way that she described it is that pretty soon on, and by the way, this is a random person. This is not an influencer. This is someone that actually gained a lot of popularity because of this series where she's talking about how much of a liar her ex-husband was. People just found it so fascinating that she just amassed this audience so quickly. But before this, she wasn't really known for anything. She just made like random TikToks. It's pretty amazing to see. But how she describes it is that she basically basically knew he was lying very early on, but because she became financially dependent on him, you know, he would pay part of her car note and like just things that she felt she couldn't let go of. She put up with things that she realizes now she shouldn't have put up with, which I think a lot of people can relate to. For sure, for sure. And like a lot of the stuff was like the house, the car. So stuff like that, where she's like, I knew something was up, but then she gets into some of the other stuff he was lying about. And it's like, he would call his brother every morning. Well, first of all, he said he had multiple brothers and that he had two sisters. Apparently he doesn't have any sisters. He has two brothers, one of which is a twin, which he had no idea. There was like also like two half brothers he claimed to have, which he does not. One of the craziest though, is that he would then speak to the brothers and the sister on the phone consistently. Like every single day, day in the morning in the afternoon he would have these conversations and she's like I never heard the person on the other line necessarily he was just like holding up the phone but he would then be like talking to her and like including her in the conversation so he was just like talking to no one which I think is one of the I mean so not even one of the worst parts of it but one of the creepiest but it somehow is because imagine having 30 45 minutes she even said like hour-long conversations every day she's like they're cracking up on the phone they're like having such a good time he's saying oh you know chris said this and then she's saying something to chris and he's having this whole fake ass conversation every day it's not once even once would be weird yeah well it turns out spoiler alert He has not talked to his brother since 2015 after their mother passed away. So like he's talking to nobody on the phone. One of the craziest parts is when she then starts saying she gets in touch with like 
the cousin and then she talks to the brother and then she talks to this person and it turns out that every single person that he has like in his life well that was at one point in his life wants nothing to do with him i wonder why right and they all confirm that like he's always been a liar but like i think it even surprised some of them to like the extent that he was lying and i guess even she ended up tracking down like his ex-wife which he had this whole lie about like how he got married he claimed he went to San Diego State. He claimed he lived in California. That's where he met his wife. That's where they got divorced. Blah, blah, blah. No, never been to California. Never went to San Diego State. When she like looked up, like she tried to get his transcript or something and she called him out because they were like, no, we don't have any record of that person. He claims that his dad had paid the university to make him a private citizen. I'm like, there's nothing that guy cannot lie about. What are you talking about? He's very talented. Is he though? Like, it's so weird. The things that he crafts up is like impressive in the worst way, obviously. But like, for instance, his job, I know this is kind of jumbled and we're just throwing facts at you, but we're like summarizing what is a 52 part series. And we're like, (laughs) like, we're not going to summarize it. And now we are just trying to give you a little glimpse of it essentially is what we're doing. But um, he was a forklift driver, which nothing wrong with that at all. But he pretended that he was some sort of like very high up like board member or like some sort of, I don't know, he had some very, very elite executive job. He was the VP of production. Yes. And when she was in the hospital, getting a DNC because she unfortunately lost her child. When the nurse was calling him to get him to pick her up, he was at his forklift job, which he couldn't leave. So he pretended to be his own executive assistant and said that he was in a very important meeting and could not make it for a few more hours. So she had to wait in the hospital after surgery because he's a fucking liar. Like he is a absolute menace to society and by the way her nickname for him is legion so that's what the internet calls him and people are thinking it's like legion of demons yes yes because when she first said it i was like huh at first i didn't get that it was like a nickname she has given him after the fact and i thought it was like a nickname she said that she had given him that she like actually called him and i was like interest interesting i would say that we would protect his identity um because that's one of the things we're gonna dive into is He's been revealed. He's been exposed. I wasn't going to say his name at first, but now it's literally all over the place and he's actually come out and made videos. So it seems like it's fine. His name is Jerome McCoy. I think you're right in saying that the internet already knows his identity, but originally, obviously they didn't. And there was one particular account that kind of, I don't want to say dox him, but definitely brought him forward. And it made a lot of people very, very upset because they felt like this person finding, kind of like crossing that boundary, right, on the internet and finding him and putting his name out there was putting her in danger. And I think that she was definitely, from what I've seen on like, she goes on live stream and stuff, was annoyed by this. But at this point, it is very far gone. So I don't know, is us using his name bad or well, not? Well, he, he's come know. out with videos though. Right, yeah, now it's gotten too messy. Yeah. But in the beginning, nobody knew who he was. No, so, and I'll, I'll take us through that. So in the beginning, um, she wasn't even done doing the series. So Risa Tisa is the lady who did this entire story time. So this girl named Danny was like avidly watching like everyone else. And she, I guess, wasn't the initial one to find out who, like she didn't do the detective work to figure out who he was. But this girl had done videos like stitching the series and like just about the series being like excited about it and being like, oh my God, she's posted more because it was coming out in like pieces. Then she ended up being the first one to like really expose who he was that it went viral. So people again were very not thrilled with it. We found Legion. Now, if you have been on TikTok, you know that Risa Tisa has shut down everything since Valentine's Day. And I'm a post. I'm a post. 
We found Legion. We found him. So if you see your boy on the East Coast limping, run. See, and this is why I think it's Legion, right? Because remember how she was talking about in story time? Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but he had all this wrestling memorabilia, right? 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 And then remember how she talked about like he liked to dress, right? Like these are some Jordans up tops and WWE memorabilia and a whole bunch of clothes in the closet. It, it, it looks a little big. She says she he wear like a 2-3X, so yeah. And here's the icing on the cake for me where I feel like this is Legion. Hmm, so quick. It's like boom, bam, pow. No breaks before you're back at it again. Is that not your boy? Is that not your boy? By my hair and these backs under my eyes, you know I've been knee deep in story time by Ressa Tessa. And I think I found your boy. I can sleep peacefully knowing that if anybody see this man, you better run, okay? Y'all see a man limping at 6'4 and 6'5, talking about they from San Diego. Why is he limp? Oh, so towards the end of the story time, she talks about how he has like a knee situation going on. And at first he says that he like hit it on something at work. And then he says later that it was like an old college football injury because don't worry, he apparently played college football. Isn't it arena football? He played college football and then apparently after college, he played arena football. He didn't play any of the above. Not this being the first the world has ever heard of arena football. We're all like, <laughs> literally though. Oh, also um, in terms of the money situation, he always claimed that he had all this money. But one of the biggest points of contention in their relationship was that there was two bank accounts that he refused to give her any proof that like the offshore one yes there was an offshore one apparently that's always a good sign when there's right? an offshore and bank like, account that's sketchy to begin with like he was using a tax haven cool but so then also there was some savings account that was the one that supposedly had all of the money for the house that he was going to buy in cash for seven hundred thousand right. dollars but he would never show her the proof of funds for either of them basically he acted like he had a bunch of money and that it would change her if she knew and it's like, but you're telling her that you have it. You just aren't proving it. Well, so this that we just watched, people were really upset with her, right? Because she was one of the first people to bring his page You forward. can tell that she very much is presenting this as like, we did it, y'all. Like, we found out who it is. And yeah, like, she's kind yeah. of like, wants some like gratitude over it, it seems like. And a lot of people are saying that she did this for clout. She wasn't thinking of Risa Tisa when she did any of this because right. like what about her safety like obviously he's gonna be pretty pissed when he finds out to that i will say i don't think that she should have exposed him i think that maybe mind your own business but also i, I think that he was gonna find out right you know i think so too because this exploded i mean yeah. to say that it even went viral is an understatement it became a meme yeah which is a step up in virality on the internet. Like you could go viral and then you could be a meme and everybody fucking wants to be a part of it. Yeah. And he's gonna figure that out sooner or later. So I agree, it's not right that she did this, but it, I do think it would have happened yeah, one correct. way or another. And especially the fact that I know Risa has spoke out, uh, spoken out about it actually in that video too. I'm sure she has multiple times, but this is one of them in a live after the series. I am aware that his information was put out there. Um, from what I have gathered, he was exposed. It started off with one particular creator. I'm not going to name that creator just because I'm not trying to create more drama. I did not know that not his information was going to <laughs> I know. Um, be released. It would have been it would have been good if I had been given a heads up um, because I would have simply asked because you hold off for about 24 to 48 hours so I could get certain things in place. Um, but that didn't happen. 
it's out there. I am aware it's out there. Um, and I understand the curiosity, but my goal was to try to keep as much of this story as much as I could keep it confidential in terms of people's um, private life. I tried, but I am aware that the face and the image has been plastered everywhere. Um, but no, I was not made aware ahead of time that it was going to be released. I don't know what she's referring to in terms of like getting things in place. I would think, I mean, maybe I'm being too simplistic thinking this, but like, I'm thinking maybe like security cameras, maybe? I, I, I feel know. like she probably would have already had that. Because what else would she need to get in, in order? I think she would have liked to have the, the whole series come out before he got involved. I think that I understand because she is someone that doesn't really do social media like that before this happened. I can understand how she might not have understood how this all goes down. Because like anybody who's been doing this for a long time, you know the fucking internet. Like you know what they're gonna do. You're not gonna put out information until you're ready for people to do whatever the fuck they're gonna do with that information, essentially. I wish it could be a nice place where we all just listen to someone say something and you know, leave it at that. But that's not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bunch of nosy ass people. And, you know, it, it is what it is. I think what baffles me is how they found him. Because she really doesn't, like, she gives location kind of stuff that's specific. But otherwise, there's nothing really yeah, specific how the fuck in there. She didn't explain how she found them. No, I don't think we ever got, like, the play-by-play of the sleuthing. But it's like, yeah, you're literally, right. how would weird. you even stumble upon a random person and be like, that's him? Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it is kind of interesting to see how resourceful people get when they're True, really like, fucking Even her being like, like see, look at the WWE belt and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, but how did you even get to him to know what they're like to right. look for that? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I will say Risa Tisa is it? This is like a Reese's Pieces phenomenon. Like, I don't really know how to say her name, but I'm going to say Risa. I think that she did go into an insane amount of detail. I mean, she would talk exits when she was on highways and yeah. like, you know, things she that are very little, specific. She gave a a weird amount of detail about the location stuff, actually. Yeah, so that you know, coupled with someone who is a little bit smart on the internet could probably figure it out. I don't know how they did it, but she did give a lot of details. Well, I guess also when she talks about later, like his criminal record and stuff and like oh, divorce there you things. Go. So like, yeah, because if they found her on the internet, which she, you know, she presents herself as herself. If they find her real name, then that's it. They could they find, could find him. them divorced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's watch a few more of this though. So she, the girl Danny posts the like, we found him. And then she like posts another one showing his Facebook and stuff. Then she posts this where it's her reacting to the mixed reaction from people. We've been watching Risa Tisa's story. Now I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews on why would I expose him and why would I show You have been watching her story. She talked about how aside from her, he has done this to at least three women. So what if the first wife was to get on TikTok and expose him, right? This would have never even happened to her or all the other women. A lot of times we protect abusers. And I know we do it because we're afraid, right? They've ruined our lives, our mental health, our bodies, our self-esteem, our confidence, right? But I think it's time, right? Myself too. There's a, As a little girl, there's a lot of people in my life starting from maybe seven years, eight years, nine years old who have done things to me that nobody knows anything about. Imagine if I were to say something. Imagine if I were to expose these people. But to that, I kind of ask, 
why don't you expose them then? Why are you exposing someone that you have nothing to do with? Because then also, which we'll watch later, like, it does then drag the other ex-wife into it. Right. And, like, she very much is like, I closed this chapter on my life. I didn't want anything to do with this. Right. But people are asking questions now. So she very much, the standing girl, acts like she is a martyr and, like... She did this for the other women that other people were scared. Other people came to her and gave her all this information. What was she supposed to do? I saw another video where she was also addressing this, where she was basically saying like, everyone wanted me to find who it was. Like they were in my comments, like basically begging me to find who it was. To which I say, okay, like uh, what is that? Like, it's not like a binding thing if people are commenting and asking. She acts like she was like obligated to do it. It's just stupid. Well. No, you chose to do it. And she also was getting a lot of attention for all of the TikToks that she was posting. Definitely. And I think that this could have been a super easy like, hey, I got a little bit too invested in this. My bad. I didn't know. And I just kind of saw him and wanted to warn people and I didn't think of the repercussions. That's it. For her to triple down on it is just dumb. Oh, quadruple and qu- quintuple. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. She goes down every single, like so many times. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, here's another one. Forgive me for talking fast, but I'm a little upset. The only reason I exposed him is because women are afraid. Y'all have to think about all the women in my comments who are saying, this is dangerous, this is dangerous. No, what he did in getting away with it again is dangerous, not exposing him. Me as somebody who has experienced this too, we need to stop letting them get away with this. We need to stop moving forward. He needs to be brought to the light. Again, I ask, then expose the people that did that to you. Why are you not talking about that? I find this very fucking annoying because this is not your situation to uncover. The uncovering is the obligation of whomever had any contact with him or went through shit with him. You don't get to decide where the boundary lies with that. Nobody asked you to be their superhero here. And people don't understand a lot of times, and I've said this on this podcast before, people have thought they were helping me. But in my eyes, when I'm looking Looking at what someone deems as helping me, I found it very invasive and strange and triggering. And I don't think people should make these kinds of decisions. Is it the internet and you could do whatever the fuck you want? Sure. But people are going to have something to say about it because I don't know. I don't like that logic at all. Well, and then when all of your reasoning is like, well, I went through it. And it's like, but you didn't go through this. No, you didn't. You went through something else. And even if it mirrored exactly what happened to Risa Tisa or whatever, Risa's pieces, that's not what you went through and you need to have some respect yeah. and boundaries this is fucking weird and she says in retrospect she could have told a it. lot of y'all upset about the fact that i exposed legion and that's okay the creator herself risa tisa is still continuing to tell her story and she said it's not ideal but she does understand and it's okay she's still telling her story those of you who have decided to insult me and be rude and misunderstand me on purpose name call Say I'm clout chasing and clickbaiting. You're being blocked as we speak. I'm working on it. For those of you who want to know how I found this out, I will also tell you. Now, a lot of people found this out before me and they're afraid to say something because bullies like you guys get on here and rip them to shreds. So the way that I found out is a few of my followers, actually more than a few of my followers, were commenting his name. Other followers were DMing me. Okay, and saying, I wish I could send you all the information I found. I don't want to expose it, but I do want it exposed because they didn't want the backlash because they knew it was something that would get backlash. It's like she's so close to the point, but she just keeps missing. it. (laughs) I will say people have been saying very inappropriate things. I guess she has a son that passed away when he was just a baby and like people are commenting stuff about that. 
obviously I do not think that's okay. Yeah. We always talk about like internet hate. It's like there's such thing as like understandable backlash and then there's crossing a line. Yeah. And that obviously is crossing a line. I'm not always one to jump at like, oh, they're doing it for clout if it seems like there is a legitimate reason. But here it seems given with like all of the videos she's been posting, yeah. it wasn't like she just exposed him and then shut up. <laughs> she just kept going. <laughs> and this one made me absolutely die. Okay, get ready because this is her going back to her apartment complex to apparently get eaten up in the comments. And she has the shot of her going onto her roof. Watch her sit down and then new angle where she takes her shoes off differently. So it's not like she happened to have two phones or something was shooting a multi-camera. This is something only Lily would point out. No, actually other people did in the comments because I looked because I was like, <laughs> you're kidding. Is this a short film? What, it's giving, what's her name? The tunnel lady. Girl, so you went ahead and set up that camera twice to show you sitting down. Oh my gosh. I was dying. But um, just TikToks like this, I'm like, you're not doing it for clout because yeah. what is this? And then the last one we'll watch from her is basically her telling people to leave her alone. Hey, it's me, the girl who went viral for sharing and exposing Risa Tisa's ex. Interesting Lisa. intro. Short and sweet and quick. I made a video February 14th when Risa first uploaded it. I think she was up to part 10 at this point. I had just seen it. It was barely viral. And I was like, go check out this lady's video. It, I didn't know that that video was going to go viral, but it did. In response to that video going viral, I had women reaching out to me. Men in my comments saying, this is his name, this is him, I wanna confirm it to me. These other women were also DMing me saying, I wanna send you screenshots, how do I send them? I gave them my Instagram, they sent them out. They also sent him sent things out to my email so they could remain anonymous. They also sent me more TikToks. As well as commenting on my we page. Get it. I go out and post this video until I went on Facebook, searched it, went down a rabbit hole on his page, confirmed that it was him. Now, although the women had information to confirm it, I wanted to make sure my because I thought I don't want to post something and it's not him. Once it was confirmed that it was him, I made a video about it. That video exposed him. But I was asked by other women mm -mm. I was asked to, mm -mm. so I did. Now people are upset because they feel like it was Reese's story and I should have asked her permission. I didn't think about that. In hindsight, <laughs> I could have done that. But I, after being sought out by people that have also been victimized by him, people who know him, I've even had men reach out to me. I Med. exposed him. They wanted him exposed, I exposed him. So you can keep DMing me, you keep yelling at me, screaming at me, cursing me out, talking about my dead son, telling me I'm gonna meet him, that's okay. Um, I feel like we can kind of relate in the sense that how many times have we gotten comments and or emails where we have been given tea or like exclusive things that we have absolutely decided, no, we're not running with that, we're not gonna talk about that. You don't have to talk about everything you're told to talk about. Like, that's not how that works. And do you think a bunch of people weren't, like, commenting and stuff on Reese's stuff? For sure. And now it became this huge thing, obviously, because this is such a big series. And now we're talking about it. And now everyone on our channel knows who this is. Like, I don't know. I guess I understand what she means in the sense of, like, if people don't know Jerome is a fucking pathological liar, other women are gonna fall victim to him. But at the same time, is that the responsibility of a random bystander on the internet? I don't know that it is. It, it's kind of a weird 
blurry line. Like, I feel like now we're talking about it because like you said, it's already out there, but I don't know that I would ever feel the obligation to out someone who is an abuser. Oh, no. Just if someone had told, if know. we had covered this before knowing his name and someone had then reached out to us with his name, I wouldn't be like, we need to film an update. Right, right. It would have felt weird. And there's one thing to comment on something. I think there was a lot of people who commented on both Legion and Risa Tisa and like just the whole series as a whole, they had a lot to say about it and they were stitching and duetting and all that shit. There's a difference between having something to say and then getting involved in something and outing information that people didn't know before. And something that has real life consequences. Right, yeah. This is not you commenting on something, giving your opinion on something. It's you getting a little bit too involved, getting a little bit too deep there. But then after his name came out, there were other people posting a lot of stuff, like posting his Facebook, posting um, his criminal record, which did very much uh, mirror everything that Risa had said, that it was like, he had a few like criminal trespassing charges. He got arrested for impersonating an officer. (laughs) He was doing like searches and trying to get drugs. Oh my God. He's totally one of those people that would walk into a hospital and try to like perform surgery and pretend he's a doctor. Yeah, literally though. Like where it's just like, huh, what do you do? Well, and back to even the weirdness of like pretending the phone calls, like faking those and like lying about things that are so unnecessary, like saying that he had sisters when he didn't. Those are so weird to me. And like even how she like definitely thought something was weird with the finances and like the house thing. Why would anyone assume or like question whether you were lying about like talking to your brother on the phone every day? Like that's so fucking weird. She said she did put a lot of this onto the fact that it was during COVID. So it was like they couldn't see right. people in person. He got lucky like, it was during that time because he got away with a lot exactly. of Exactly. So also I want to preface that I don't know where this came from. Like this is definitely him and it's him responding to her. He like mentions her by name, but I don't know what account this came from. And since this came out, there've been a few accounts too that I found that seem to be like, they've gotten some traction that people believe are his TikTok accounts. And I'm pretty confident that they are not. It's like people reposting this and then they have found videos that are like from his Facebook or something. And then they're reposting those with captions to then make it seem like they're recent, but I think they're all old. I'm unaware if he has like an actual account that we could find. So this is a repost, obviously. I'm gonna address the rumor, Risa Tisa, ex-wife, who straight line to y'all. It's um, it's sad um, because it's completely false. And... We went to marriage counseling, didn't work, and we broke up. Oh. But uh, my message to her is, please stop lying to these people, and you can tell them the real reason I left you, you cheated. I caught you in the house with Bradley, and (laughs) we went to marriage counseling, didn't work, and we broke up. More to the point, I haven't decided who I'm going to talk to exactly or go on whose page or whatever. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know that she lied about everything. Follow her, don't follow her. That's up to you. All that stuff she said, it's I am dead. I love that so So that's all we have from him um, in terms of the the Bradley story story arc is hilarious to me. And then the comments were just eating him up. Being like, you know that you just made up Bradley on the spot. Like everybody knows that. His entire aura like reeks of bullshit. And it's not just because we know what we know, but like he, come on. I mean, if someone made a 52 part story time about how you're this like insane pathological liar, would you be it like- was Bradley, you know that. Y'all, she's lying. Uh, you don't have anything else to defend yourself? Literally, like you didn't want to address any of the other lies though. You're just going to say that? Like what the fuck are you talking about? My We Love the Internet for this episode is something related to that. It's basically him fighting with himself when it comes to Bradley. It's very funny. But like he literally just made that up out of thin air in the moment. And I could tell 
And that's my belief, allegedly, but I do believe that. Someone did post some Facebook post of someone named Bradley that, like, has commented on one of her things before or something, but it was like, no. And what's even funnier is that that is the exact story that he had for his first ex-wife that he told Risa Tisa. He told her that he caught his ex-wife in the house cheating on him, and now all of a sudden that's how he caught her. Okay, give me a break. Yeah, and then in Risa's story, she had talked to one of his family members, I think it was the cousin, that said that he had come to them because he needed somewhere to stay when she kicked him out. And he had said that he walked in on her cheating. He did not specify Bradley. He does specify that apparently it was like with a police officer or something that then pulled his weapon on him. And that's why he started impersonating police officers (laughs) as a sort of vengeance. No, that was earlier. (laughs) But this, he said he needed the family, he wanted the family to help him file a complaint for this officer that had like misused his weapon and authority. And the family was like, And that was when the cousin supposedly reached out to him. Listen, I will say, I always find it very telling. And obviously, I haven't spoken to his brothers or whoever, whatever family is alive that he hasn't lied about. I haven't spoken to them, nor will I ever. But like, if it is true that his brother and the people that are closest or were closest to him are saying, he's a fucking liar, we want nothing to do with him, that's all I need to know. Like, honestly. Exactly. Like, and we don't have proof of that, but what we do have is vibes. It's true. Vibes don't lie. They don't. No, but so the family has not spoken out but his first ex-wife latoya has spoken Poor out. latoya i think it was the son that came out i believe that his son the they one. share a son no it's the stepson oh too much about what they had going on either i just know about what i seen you know what i'm saying and in the, the top of time that he was on um he had issues bro he had problems and like he would get upset about if, if my mother showed you know her children affection and shit like that yeah you know what i'm saying and he would just lie about unnecessary things. It got to the point where it became comedic. Like, it, it became comedy because we knew he was just full of shit. You know what I'm saying? But the only problem that I had with him was how he would talk to my mother and threaten her because he was bigger than her and shit like that. And that's how me and him ended up knuckling up. And he ended up calling the police on me. I got locked up because of this dude, man. I got oh. my record fucked up because of this nigga. Because he want to talk crazy and think ain't nobody about it. Like, there ain't no repercussions to it. You get what I'm saying? Like, the dude is fucking weird, man. He was impersonating a fucking officer. You know what I'm saying? In the in the apartment complexes that we were staying in, in, in Jonesboro. Uh, I can't remember the fucking name of the apartment complex. But yeah, my nigga, he was goddamn... He was out there and acting like he was like security or like, you know, police or something like that out there showing people his father's badge. Stop I don't know what it. his father did. I don't know if his father was a police officer. His dad was a corrections officer, apparently. Oh. But he always claimed to um, Risa that he was a retired police officer. He also lied about stuff like that his parents like built and started this church, which apparently the brother, I think, was the one that told her like, our dad has not been to church since he married our mom. Oh my God. Like, absolutely not. Both of the parents are passed away now. But yeah, I guess he took the corrections officer badge and pretended that's checks out with Reese's story as well. He is a menace. So a correction officer or whatever, but he was showing people his father's badge and saying this is what he doing this and that. And he ended up getting fucking arrested with his dumb ass for impersonating the officer. Nigga did eight months to a year or some shit like that, you know? And my mom got the fuck out of here. I added her and I'm and I'm happy that she did. 
one of the things that um, Risa found in the bag that had like his like paperwork and stuff in there Not the was badge. basically knows like receipts from him going to something called weekend jail, which I guess if you like are convicted of something and it's probably depends on the severity of the offense. But if you have a full time job or like you need to keep working for some reason and they grant this to you, you can go to jail on the weekends and then during the week... <laughs> You're, like, allowed to go to work and stuff. Your Honor, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> she brings it up to him, and she's like, so you ever been to jail? And he's like, no. <laughs> she's like, really? You don't know what weekend jail is? And he's like, no, what the fuck is that? Oh. She's like, literally, I, like, I found, okay. Um, okay, so the son posts that. Okay, so I don't know. This is from one of the accounts that I don't think is real. Okay. But this post, I think, was taken like, I think this is a real post and this person just re-uploaded it. But it's him talking about how he filed for divorce first from that guy's mom. As if, like, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he was the one that wanted a divorce, not her. Man, what's good, everybody? I just want to do this one because, you know, you ever just have people doubt you or just come at you like you ain't doing something? I just, I ain't trying to throw it in your face, but you know what this is? You know what this is? Y'all seen the pictures. I posted it earlier. People were done like, and done. <laughs> not another Certified. Done. What does that mean? You know, everybody who had my back through this because this process was just hell. Because, because quite honestly, it takes way more to be done with somebody than it is to get with them. So, like I said, I just want to say thanks to everybody and everybody who out there who was saying, oh, it ain't going to be done. It's just that and third. Haters. My opinion here, my theory is that this is an old video. But yeah, for sure. Facebook video or something. Exactly. And it, it's this account is adding captions to it to make it seem recent. That said, I do think that this is about one of his divorces potentially with Latoya because then yeah. she ends up posting video. Oh, boy. So I'm going to address the elephant in the room because it's been brought to my attention that my ex-husband is out here in these streets disturbing individuals as he always has, <laughs> and I have been brought into this. Let me first say, this chapter of my life is closed. I have moved on. It's been more than 10 years. I'm over it. I'm done. I don't, I'm good, okay? But after I say this, let's just leave it alone. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm not going to address it anymore because I have nothing to do with this. This is my past life. The book is closed. Okay. So Legion, as y'all call him, is a despicable, nasty, and vile individual. I too, I fell for the trap over 10 years ago. Yes, he was charming and I was broken mentally. Okay. Understand self-love was not here at all for me to actually love myself enough to understand that this is not love. He manipulated me. He loved bomb me. All of the, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that and everything else. Yes. All of these things were said to me. Guess what? None of it happened. He's manipulative and he literally tried to ruin my life. He had family turn against me because he wanted to tell people lies about me and things of that nature. And unfortunately, he's very, very good at what he does. It took me many, many, many years to get past that. I have healed. And with this situation being brought back to me, 
it's like cutting me back open with a dagger because I was already healed up. The Band-Aid had been left. I've gotten married. I'm happy. Been, been, been good, right? But this man is a pathological liar. He gave up all types of promises, but to the cars and houses, just like Risa. But guess what? None of that ever came to pass, right? So I just need for people to know that this situation was traumatic as hell for me. And then I hear about, because I've not watched any of the videos. Because for what? Like, it's not my business anymore. I feel bad for anybody that he comes into contact with. And I will tell any female that sees his picture, don't ever. Just let it go. Because he needs some serious mental help and he needs to be he needs to be evaluated and be locked away. So that's what I will say. And as far as like me not filing for divorce, I didn't file for divorce because I was afraid for my life. I didn't want to be served. I didn't want to. I didn't. If I in order for me to file, I would have to show tell, tell him where exactly I was. And I didn't want him to know that. So, no, I absolutely was not filing because I was afraid at the time. But guess what? It was it was ended before it even really started because but at the same token, I still was very, very, very not mentally, you know, in love with myself. So that's one of the things that really got me. So I genuinely feel feel empathy for the women that have been down his path. You know, when all this stuff was going on with him and I, there was no social media, TikTok or anything like that. But at the same token, I just wanted to heal through my processes. I didn't want to sit there and have to tell the whole world my business because I'm a very private person and I don't do trauma. I will also say this. I did not hit Legion at all. I did not hit this man. He went to jail because he was impersonating a police officer telling people that he was a detective of the police of the police department in Atlanta, Georgia. And that is why he went to jail also for stalking one of the guards that were where over where we lived at. That is why he went to jail. So he didn't go to jail because of any or he didn't. We never went to court about me putting my hands on him. My son did. Yes. Interact with him. And my son. Yes, he did put his hands on him because he threatened me for the last time. And it was enough was enough. As you go through life, you can either sit down and continue to take it or you can get up and triumph and do what you need to do so that you can make your life better. And at that point, enough was enough for me. I was done. I was no longer going to be the victim because I'm not a victim. I'm not a doormat. You can't step on me. You can't do whatever you want to do to me and me take it. So I left. I will also say I need people to understand this is my life we're talking about, right? So... This situation is triggering, but it's triggering me because it needs to be said. But it's one of those things where I was okay with not saying it. I was good. After this conversation, after I, I'm done saying my, my piece, if anybody wants to actually, you know, know how I healed from all of this, you're more than welcome to go, you know, click into my link on my, on my uh, Ms. Missouri page on Facebook. And you're more than welcome to listen to my show tonight because my health, my mind and body radio show is literally about healing. And my show tonight is about elevating your mental. And I've been elevating my mental for years and I'm so fucking proud of myself. You know why? Because I've done a lot of work 
to get past all that shit that was going on in my past. So all that, Risa Tisa, I pray, honey, that you get the healing that you need, sweetie, because guess what? I, it, took, it took me time. And I pray that you get the healing that you need. And any anybody else, Vivian or anybody else, I pray that you guys get the healing that you need. Because this situation is not easy. But I hope that you guys really get the healing that you need. So that way, you guys can move forward in your life. Because it's possible to to have a love of your life after all of this trauma. You know, this will be... On my end, anyways, you guys can continue talking about it if you like, but I'm done because I'm not a victim. I got out and I moved on. I am not attached to this man. Don't want to be attached to this man. He's out of my life, been out of my life all of these years and don't want to have anything to do with him. So that's just that. Honestly, I get that. I I do get the kind of like wanting to repel someone who has hurt you on that level to just be like i don't want to associate with this fucking person anymore honestly i don't know how to describe it other than like acknowledging and it doesn't mean that you can acknowledge because a lot of these things are surviving these like really traumatic hard people that cross your path in life and you don't exactly know why they were put on this earth to fucking bother you and like make you stronger quote unquote but like they're just a fucking nuisance and they're menaces in life you do want to like acknowledge what that journey brought you at the same time repelling that person and being like I want nothing to do with them and I don't want to be attached to them in any way I don't want to be their victim like I don't want to be someone who has to be attached to that person for the rest of my life I do think that like she went through some shit with that fucking man I mean look at in my opinion, this completely corroborates Risa Tisa's like That's what I was going to say. It's not like Risa went out and found this person and the son and now we're going to play the ex-girlfriend next. Like, there's multiple people now that have all not just corroborated like and been like, yeah, Risa's telling the truth. It's like specific details of it and like, this lady is not lying. No, she's not lying. I'm sure that she didn't have it on her fucking 2024 bingo card to have to dress her ex-husband who's a fucking asshole and dipshit and because of a viral series that has gone so it's viral so like it's insane yeah. like it's not every day you're gonna find yourself in this kind of position she probably wasn't going to address it to people in her actual life much less people on the internet so it's a lot yeah it's, it's quite a predicament to be in but i think that i get it i get her standpoint i also get risa tisa's like standpoint for needing to kind of put that out there she talked about the trauma that she faced as well and how this was something that was very healing to her she had this audio journal that she had her auto yeah. audio diary i think she called it she had to talk herself through a lot of the shit that she was going through to make sure that she wasn't the crazy one that he was actually lying about what she thought he was lying about like this is a lot for anyone to process well and that's also going to be another like major thing if people do try and say that she's lying like she said that she was recording these audio journals throughout the entire thing basically as soon as she got like the slightest inkling that something was off she was recording these things so a lot of people i've seen in the comments when she announced that she had done that they were like don't release them yet wait for the book deal wait for the netflix series Even the way that Risa tells the whole story, I could absolutely picture the entire thing, not even as like a Netflix documentary, but as like an acted series that portrays this entire situation. Like the way the story like ebbs and flows, I'm like, oh, this was, this is absolutely a series. And all these other people are coming out. Like people are like, a new character has been unlocked. Yeah, it's, it's that insane. Okay, now let's watch really quick the ex-girlfriend. Yo, y'all, oh my God. 
Y'all, I'm only on here because I'm here to collaborate Risa Tisa's story. Bless her heart. It's corroborate. What does she say? She says collaborate several times. And I'm like, oh, it's not oh, the right word, but gotcha. you're close. Just heads up. I can relate, girl. I too survived Legion, aka Jerome McCoy, aka Rome McCoy, aka Out of Augusta, aka Pathological Liar, Stop aka it. I'm from Philly, <laughs> aka I had to call the police to get this man out of my apartment in Clayton County. Oh my gosh. And by the grace of God, the situation went the way that it went because the police had to put a restraining order on him not to come back to my home, my property. I mean, it wasn't a restraining order. It was like a trespassing order. I'm sorry. I want to get it right. Um, that he agreed to. And the police had to come to my home at like 11, 12 o'clock that night when I was putting this stuff out. And again, that morning, because I had to figure out a way to get his pathological, weird, narcissistic behind. That was where it cut off for that one. Honestly, girl, just, uh, you know, thank you for sharing. Thank you for corroborating Risa Tisa's story. Thank the lucky stars that you were not his other ex-wife because it seems like he's willing to get married a lot and he probably will be in the future as well. He seems to like want to push it as far as he can go. And it's interesting because I guess Risa, even it towards the end of the series, um, says that she confronted him. Like, why did you even marry me? You right. clearly don't love me. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what, what was this for? And he basically said, well, I knew you weren't going to date me for like longer than a year. What? What does that even mean? Like he he just knew that like she was gonna demand that kind of commitment. So what I'm like a freak. So you just did it. But also, and I don't know if you saw the parts that she discovered that he had been like using a sex worker. I didn't get um, to that part. There was one named Peaches. Oh no. Like to have sex with? She didn't totally confirm, I think, what they had done, but he had like texted like before and after, like, that was great, thank you. And that it was like for like hand jobs and oral and stuff. So he did cheat on her multiple times, apparently. He wow. had she had caught him first, uh, like emotionally cheating, or I don't know if you would call it emotionally cheating. He was sending like dick pics and stuff. That she confronted him on, and that's why they actually did go to marriage counseling. And he like apologized, but then would get mad anytime it got brought up because he be like i already apologize i fucking hate when men do that it's like well maybe you have to apologize several times for this one i am dead at the fact that he is literally like 45 minutes from where i live yeah no she kept saying atlanta i was like oh i wonder if jesse knows all of these places yeah he's unfortunately very close to me and i'm scared what a menace wow this is insane like it's actually hard to believe and it's not you know necessarily funny i think that Risa does find it funny at certain points, obviously, like she laughs at herself and at certain things that happen. But like, this is someone's real life. This is multiple people's real life. And she very much on numerous occasions acknowledges that she's like, I know this, this is entertaining for you guys that you're like enjoying the series. And I'm glad, like glad you guys, I can give you guys something to watch. But also this wasn't a funny thing. And this was of a very course. traumatic thing for me. And I'm telling yeah. this, well, I think she says like one, it's helping her heal, but then also because just to like warn other women out there, it's like, if you even have the slightest inkling, not because of him specifically, but like of someone that doesn't feel like they're being completely honest or it's giving you kind of a weird feeling to like react to your gut feeling and like 
follow through and see if there's a reason. It is pretty sad that, I mean, not to bring up my mom Facebook groups, but like in my mom Facebook groups that I'm in, it is insane the amount of people that are experiencing financial abuse, emotional abuse, and just kind of like dealing with it and just being like, well, is is this normal? I'm not really sure. Like there's so much shit that's like absolute no's. And I do think that the more awareness to situations where someone is like seemingly being very nice to you, but is simultaneously controlling certain aspects of your life and it's, it's very abusive, like I think we should bring light to that. Exactly. And she brings up that like she attributes it a lot to her basically being like blown away by a guy treating her correctly at any point. Yeah. That then she would excuse the stuff that he did that was bad because he had done other stuff right. And she's like, well, this must just be okay. (laughs) No, 100%. I think that she even mentioned the first date they ever had. She was getting off the exit to go meet him. Mm -hmm. And her tire blew out and he met her there. He was like, drop a pin where you are. I'll go help you. He went, he bought her a new tire. Like he helped her change it. And then was like, let's go to the like next mechanic over. I'll get you a tire. He did all of that. And it seems like this, like, oh my God, this amazing thing. This person was so kind to me. He doesn't even know me. And then they just crumble from there. I think that love bombing is very real. I think that to find a genuine person who is not trying to like flaunt or show off shit or just try to like impress you with like random bullshit, it is kind of fucking hard nowadays because like everyone's just, and you think of like, I don't even know. Guys and girls, I'm sure too, but like th- will love bomb you even when they aren't pathological liars. <laughs> and like when they don't yes. have like ulterior motives that they're trying to be malicious in the long run or like trap you into something. Yeah. They're just doing it because they're like emotionally having their own issues. Right. Then you have a situation like this where it's like, he's love bombing for a purpose. I don't blame her for being like, oh my God, he's amazing. But it's sad that it escalated to such a ridiculous Yeah. And I think that for me, I've always been the type of person that collects, not collects, I think that sounds really bad, but like I take inventory of my relationship quite often. And I think everybody should, like you should do a certain happiness inventory and just like balance and how is everything looking and happy. Yeah. Because otherwise things get a little strange. Like if you're not making sure that you're happy for X, Y, and Z reasons, this person, they're also happy for X, Y, and Z reasons and it's balanced and it's nice. Otherwise people let a lot of shit slide that should not slide. And just because you signed those papers and you bought a house with someone, it, it all seems very binding and it is binding. But there's ways out. And it's only going to get worse. It it really is. In my experience, from the friends that I've known that have gotten separated from their spouses, like, they always knew Mm -hmm. that was going to happen. They just, like, didn't want to admit it to themselves. Pretty much, yeah. I wish it wasn't that way. But yeah, they, they always had an inkling. Listen to your gut and don't give people your time that that, that don't deserve it. Because I feel like some people are willing to take it a little too enthusiastically. And Legion is one of those people. And in a situation like this, that she talks about like how he did, like he got out of the tire. Then when he ended up, he moved in super quick because of COVID. And she admits that she's like, that should have been a red flag. But like, it made sense at the time. And it just, which I get it. It wouldn't even have been a red flag if it had not been with an actual lunatic who is like a pathological Yeah, no, liar. I'm sure a, because a again, bunch me of people and had the exact same situation and it just wasn't, it didn't end up being this. Again, I always talk about me and my husband who have like literally moved super quick in the beginning. It can work out if it's the right person, but there are many people who are doing that for the wrong reasons. And I do think that even as someone who successfully, quote unquote, you know, I'm, I'm going on six, I'm going on seven years of marriage actually, which is insane. But like even that, like 
that is kind of the outlier. That's not even the norm for people that get together that quickly for it to go well. Because yeah. <laughs> like I tell Nassim all the time, I'm like, I didn't even fucking know you, dude. Like, I didn't know shit about you. Like, I didn't know what your pol- no, like, you lucked political out, but, but stance everything was. Everything ended up aligning and not most people don't end up. And that I like, like his personality. Yeah. Like, that's very, very, like, I didn't even know his personality. I'm a fucking idiot. But you know what? It worked out and I'm happy about that. But it's not the norm. So like, take inventory on your relationships and get the fuck out if you can as soon as you have that inkling because girl we I know how women work we are people that will give and give and give and give and like we'll be done at this point and we'll keep going until we're like triple which sure is very done. much what and we'll be like, okay, what bye. she did and I, I was gonna yeah. say that even I think she gave a lot of weight to the fact that like he was paying like so then he moves in quick but then he's paying all the bills and he's like being the provider yeah. so she was putting a lot of weight in all of that and allowing that to make her maybe overlook some of the more concerning red flags that were popping up all in all I mean is it good that he was outed and everyone knows to avoid Jerome McCoy maybe sure I don't know yeah. but I think we could have stuck with just enjoying Risa Tisa's like series and been like okay Legion is a demon and just keep it at that well and do you want to see some at least positive um outcomes that have come oh, out of this I'd love to. so towards the end of the series she mentions that I think it's for I don't even think it was for her birthday I think he just like surprises her one day with a folder with a bow on it and it's an itinerary for them to go to London and Paris because apparently she has been like I hate him I know she apparently since like high school that's been like her dream like anyone that knows her knows that she wants to go to London and Paris that's like her number one bucket list thing he has then this whole itinerary that he has planned out it doesn't have like plane tickets necessarily but it's like we're gonna go I wanted to do it for her birthday but it, it didn't like work out so we're gonna go in July and he said that they were gonna stay at like the Savoy which is a really nice hotel and like he had everything like these are all the things we could be doing then come to find like no <laughs> he didn't even have a passport oh they weren't my about gosh. to go to London or Paris the other thing she talks about is that he had gotten her all amped up on getting the BMW car and she specifically was like it was a dark blue BMW with a cognac interior <laughs> she yeah, like mentions it uh-huh. throughout the whole series and all the comments are like let's get her to London and Paris and get her that fucking BMW with the cognac interior and I don't believe she's gotten the car yet people have been tagging BMW a lot her cash app is in her bio so I wonder how many donations she's gotten oh my gosh but um most yeah. recently she posts this part 52 of why the (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding don't worry but guess what guys i'm going to london and paris i'm so excited it is official oh my god i just looked over at the comments this is this is a new one from five hours ago it's delta commenting on it and saying your trip of a lifetime needs to start in delta one oh, flights my, on it, us i love the internet sometimes because <laughs> she mentions in it like at one point she's like i don't know if i'm gonna go first class but like hopefully business i love that so much the two cities i have been wanting to go to since i was in high school and you guys i'm gonna make the most of this trip I want to see Westminster Abbey. I want to see the Tower of London. I want to see Buckingham Palace. What up, Charles? I'm trying to see it all. Then I'm trying to catch a flight over to Paris, or should I take a train? I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the Palace of Versailles, the Hall of Mirrors. I want to see the Louvre. I want to eat an eclair at a nice French cafe. I want to experience everything. But here's the thing, where should I stay? What places should I visit? So what she's now becoming an influencer, by the way. So if you've ever been to London or Paris, or if you live there, please put in the comments your suggestions. Because again, 
I want to do this trip right. Shut up. I scrolled down. Hilton also commented on it. You want to do the most and we're the hostess with the most. <laughs> Let's get you the stay you deserve. Sometimes I fucking love the this internet. This is going to be, Truly, this is our segue into we love the internet because this is amazing. I love it. It really is. Like these companies do have the power to do this constantly it's nothing if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously also a big PR move for them, but I don't even care. It's doing good. I don't care at all. And you know Legion is watching this fuming that he can't ruin it. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, the other comments. Someone says, next is the BMW boo. <laughs> Which like, Seriously. literally I think BMW will absolutely give her a car. As predicted, BMW has now entered the chat. And based on this TikTok they posted yesterday, they are indeed going to be giving her the X5 with the cognac interior. We don't know the details yet. It was pretty vague, but hopefully they will be giving her a car to own and it's not going to be just like a lease that they give her for a year or something, but we will just have to wait and see. As for the comments on this post, now that everyone has collectively succeeded in getting BMW to give her the car, it seems the next thing on the agenda is to get Risa Tisa in her own BMW commercial which honestly would be such a good marketing move by BMW, but we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully she can film it when she gets back from Paris and London. Um, speaking of, back to those comments, we already talked about how Delta and Hilton had commented, which is funny because then actually I saw a comment from Risa Tisa herself saying, was there a post from at Delta? Did anyone see it? Because I don't see it anywhere, which might be because there are over 51,000 comments on this single TikTok. So somehow Delta must have gotten buried. But um, as I was looking for it, I did see some comments from some other big accounts. Marriott Bonvoy commented, if you need recommendations on where to stay, we got you. Can't wait for you to take us along on this well-deserved adventure. And while they aren't like straight up offering her free stays, I don't know if Marriott Bonvoy has hotels in London and Paris, but it seems like they are offering maybe something. And then also we have one from Corinthia London, which is apparently a five-star hotel. And they just said, Corinthia London has entered the chat. So I think it's safe to assume that pretty much Risa Tisa's entire trip is going to be gifted and sponsored, which love that for her. Seriously, I think I think it is amazing that someone who there was no way she could have known before she started this series that it would become what it became. And I think that it is amazing. Like the internet is able, she has 1.9 million followers. Like, I'm are you kidding me? It really is insane what the internet can do. And I think that she deserves to go fucking everywhere she wants to go and not need a man to fucking decide if that is something she can do or right? not. So good for her. And like, I, I think we that. are in an age where you don't need to be like an actor or a musician no. or something to be famous. Just sharing your story and having other people relate to it or like it resonates with them is enough and people want to reward people that they feel like are good people and I feel like this is a perfect example a hundred percent I saw people even posting like they were filming an apartment building and they zoomed in and it was someone in their apartment watching this on the big screen like that is the internet and I, I saw it. someone make a TikTok that was like I don't think this is even a slight majority at all it's like a very slim minority of people that are like who is she why does she deserve like a trip oh, blah, blah. and someone was like um she gave us hours of content I genuinely think the majority of people deserve shit like a trip to Paris or London like why not right like everyone should experience that once in a lifetime kind of situation the fact that we decided that most people don't deserve that is a problem well and you're not losing anything by her getting this like right exactly. shut up yeah. Just because it's you're so cynical. But anyway, shout out to Risa Tisa. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry that I called you Risa Tisa every time I referenced you in this episode. That was my bad. But thank you for sharing your story. Ultimately, I want to see all the good things for everyone that had to 
deal with this man. They seem like it's kind of like mesothelioma. You know what I mean? They get they need financial compensation. You did not just reference mesothelioma. It was my one shot and I took it. Oh my god, I liked it. Um, yeah, no, I think live your dreams. And if these companies are gonna give her stuff, then absolutely. Oh, I'm so here for it. Before we move on, I do have one other quick update. I know Latoya said that she was done talking about this and she didn't want to discuss anymore, but it seems, based on this TikTok that I'm about to show you, she has had a slight change of heart. Good afternoon, you guys. I just wanted to kind of come and let you guys know what's going on. So my last video i stated that i really i was not really wanting to talk anymore about this situation because honestly you guys i was i was shocked my system was shocked and then on top of that i was afraid because you know when i left him i had to leave incognito you know tie the pipe type of thing that's why he was blocked on everything or whatever so he couldn't find me so now you know these last couple of days i've been thinking about it, and i'm like I'm finna tell my story. I gotta tell my story because I'm not afraid and I'm not gonna be afraid because you can't touch me. Hell so no. I just gotta be, you know, not fearful <laughs> and, you know, and just do what I need to do. But I came here to, t to let you guys know. Tomorrow night at uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, I will be doing a live with his one of his first cousins. Uh, she will be coming on with me and we will be talking about her cousin. You guys will learn more things about him uh, that she knows, you know, in depth. Uh, so you guys will learn a little bit more. And, you know, and then also because of the fact that she knows him a lot, you know, more than I would because that's her, that's his cousin. But um, me, her and I are still very close. We've been close for years, even after he left. And, and we were after I left him and he went to jail and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah, we're still close to this day. So she definitely wants to come on and uh, say her piece about the situation. But other than that, you guys have a lovely, lovely Thursday. And I'm signing off for now. Don't forget TikTok Live tomorrow, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern oh. again. I'll talk to you guys later. Yes, you heard that right. She is going to be going live with none other than Jerome's own cousin. I wish I had more of an update, but she's not going live until after this episode goes up. So we'll all just have to watch and reconvene next week. But thought you'd like to know. By the way, her TikTok handle is mz.nzuri. She will be going live Friday the 23rd, which is the day that this episode is going up. And I believe she said 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'll be tuning in. Otherwise, I think that's it for our coverage on this for right now, at least, because I'm sure this will continue to unravel even more. But anyway, we have one more topic and I wish I could say oh we're gonna end on a light note it's gonna be nice it's not it's an well, we'll end on the, the good. <laughs> it's like we'll end on the I, we love the internet right but, um, yeah we have a quick detour we have spoken a lot about the eight passengers YouTube channel which was a quote-unquote family channel that featured Ruby Frankie and her husband or ex-husband I guess now Kevin Frankie whom were very questionable in their parenting tactics with their children I think that Everyone can agree they were very abusive. You know, we all kind of clocked that way Emotionally, before. And then, well, and that was the thing is we were under the impression that it was mostly, there was like hints of physical abuse, I guess. Not like hitting necessarily, but like how she would deprive like her five-year-old of lunch because right. they didn't pack it themselves and stuff like that. But for the most part, we were all kind of, un we all, I'm speaking generally, but like most people were under the impression that it was mostly emotional abuse that was going on. And it was just like manipulative parenting. Like they were just not good parents. That was literally part of our first ever episode on this channel. Way before Ruby Frankie ever came in contact with Jody Hildebrandt, which arguably made this all a million times worse. But like, 
Everyone always had an issue with the eight passengers channel alone, standing alone from Jody Hildebrandt. That issue was that their parenting was absolutely extreme. It was intense. It was heavily, heavily surrounded around this, you know, cult, arguably, that they're a part of. That is their religion. That is the Mormon religion. And they just were very, very intense in their parenting. And they also exploited their children in the process. So it was this fucking horrible milkshake of like shitty parenting. And then Ruby Frankie came across Jody Hildebrandt and they created the most toxic, crazy, abusive environment far beyond anybody's imagination. I don't think anybody could have foreseen. It was like a spinoff cult. Yeah, it was insane because it became so toxic to the point that they were in their little bubble where it was at Jody Hildebrandt's house and Ruby and Jody would subject Ruby's children to intense physical abuse that we've talked about on this channel. It is too horrifying to really discuss like the details of it, but it was everything from being forced to be out in the sun all day without sunscreen. So their skin was like melting off and like no food, no water. Their punishments were so extreme. Their accusations of what their kids were doing were so extreme. And then they punished them for what they thought they were doing. I mean, it's just Well, it's, it's even come out recently that like they basically, it was mostly the two youngest children that were the victims of all of this. I'm sure the older kids have been victims to a bunch of other shit as well but the most extreme situation has come up around these two younger children and that's actually how they got caught eventually but recently it's come out that they basically like tried to make the kids believe that they were possessed and that they needed to what? like repent the evil within them jesus well that makes sense because that's kind of jody hildebrand's like mo we will link our eight passengers episodes down below because there's a lot of lore there and jody has a history of accusing not only like younger people people that are minors that are impressionable but her own patients because she is a licensed therapist or was a licensed therapist before all this happened she would accuse her own patients of things that they didn't do and it's this like clusterfuck of just honestly this very depraved insane mentality that they would imprint on all these kids it was just very fucked up honestly this whole environment was crazy a lot of brainwashing and like mind control situation yes. going on yeah and i think that had that young boy who was ruby frankie's son not escaped that day i don't know i think it was like a year ago now at this point i don't, I don't know how far away it was but it not was even but ago. yeah he left the house escaped with wounds from duct tape around his hands and he asked a neighbor for water and food he didn't even ask a neighbor to save him okay that's how fucking crazy this is and people know that family channels are exploitative they're cashing in on their children's lives and making them work when they shouldn't have to work and it's this really fucked up industry but this but nobody knew it could be this bad. new level the point that we're talking about today is that they finally got sentenced and it's pretty fucking insane to hear both of them talk because they both talked in court, both Ruby and Jody. And it's just, I don't even know how to describe how I felt when I saw that. I will say Ruby had a lot more to say than Jody did. I don't know if she feels more guilty than Jody or whatever. Jody's lawyer did a lot more of the talking, but anyway, we'll start with Ruby. This is what she had to say in court. Oh There's a few clips here. Jody and I inflicted the injuries, not the hospital. Thank you to DCFS, the Children's Justice Center, Judge Basil, and other key adults. You've gathered my children under your wing and offered them love, compassion, encouragement. You were not the ones who were doing the brainwashing. Thank you to my Bishop Tom Hawks and my State President Jim Nelson. 
for reminding me of the Lord's love for the lost. So much pain and suffering would have been avoided had I followed and heeded your counsel. I was the one who was deceived, not you. And notably, her children and Kevin Frankie sat on the opposite oh. side of the courtroom. So like she's on the right and they sat on the opposite side. But they were there listening to her bullshit. And unfortunately, her mic was peaking horribly. Like you can't make out a lot of the words I she's like saying. I like annoyed that they're even sitting with Kevin. I'm like, he should be getting some shit too. Dude, I fucking know. It's like he's some sort of saint for disappearing for a year and allowing this abuse to happen, even though he was a part of it before. Like, I, I can't. Kevin. My husband of more than 23 years. You are the love of my life. Ugh. I'm so sorry to leave to you to finish what we both started together. Oh my God. The ending of our marriage is a tragedy. And you are wrapped around my heart. And now I'll never be able to undo. My babies, my six little chicks. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. You were part of me. I was the mama duck who was consistently running you to safety. I can see now over the past four years, I was in a deep undercurrent that led us to danger. I will launch you to darkness knowingly. I was so disoriented that I believed dark was light and light was wrong. I would do anything in this world for you. My will was to sacrifice all things masterfully manipulated into something very ugly. I took from you all that was soft and safe and good. I took from you your mother. How terrifying this must have been for you. I would be so infuriated if I was her children sitting in that room. Like the crocodile tears, the bullshit, the my little chicks. They're not your fucking little chicks. Like led them a down a current to dangers, whatever the fuck she said. No, you, you, you were, were the, the danger. danger. That's the thing is that she tries to... Talk about the brainwashing. We all knew that that would happen, right? That she would put all the blame on Jody, which we don't think Jody in any way is devoid of blame. Like, I know that talking to Ruby Frankie right now, she would say that before Jody Hildebrand, there was nothing wrong. And everyone knows everything that's was lie. fine. Yeah. And that's what fucking pisses me off. But yeah. she just goes on, bunch of bullshit, her crying into the microphone. It's very, you know, the mic is peaking and it's very irritable to listen to. For the past four years, I've chosen to follow counsel and guidance that has led me into a dark delusion. My distorted version of reality went largely unchecked as I would isolate from anyone who challenged me. I was led to believe that this world was an evil place filled with cops who control, hospitals that injure, government agencies that brainwash, church leaders who lie and lust, husbands who refuse to protect, and children who need abused. What? 
I, I mean, you're not going to convince me that the only thing that got you to see the light, that all of that was bullshit, is that you went to fucking prison. I think that Jody is not an idiot. I think that she goes for people she knows she can control, which is people like Ruby Frankie, who already have very similar ideals to her. Exactly. At the same time, your wake-up call is that you're in prison. Your wake-up call wasn't that your son's skin was melting off. No, of course not, because apparently the, the fact that she even phrases it as like, she was under the impression that kids need abuse. She doesn't even refer to it as like strict parenting or some bullshit abuse. Yeah. There is no one that can convince me that my children need to be abused. And I would believe that for a second. And I wouldn't punch them in the tit. You're duct taping and like chaining up a insanity. child and making them like, it's absolute insanity. Like, I cannot believe you would even try to be like, I was brainwashed into it. No. no. You don't get brainwashed into thinking that that's okay. You clearly, to some extent, already thought it was okay. Again, even just that small snippet of her telling her five-year-old daughter, well, you didn't pack your lunch, well, you're gonna go hungry. Like, that is literally, that's in her core. That's the shit that she believed. Meanwhile, that she was, like, more emotional then over, like, the teacher making the kids learn a dance to Apple a song that she thought was yeah. wrong. But, like, yep, yep. then had no emotion for her actual children yeah, suffering Yeah, it's insanity. Anything. Like, nobody's gonna understand everything you've done and believe that bullshit like could it have gotten worse because jody was introduced yeah i think jody could walk into a room sure. and make any room she walks into worse but that has nothing to do with the fact that you already were responsible for what you did before you met her which makes me again very concerned that kevin seems to be just like getting off scot-free like, I get that he didn't necessarily physically abuse them, but, like, he, again, was there for the whole first part I'm of it. sorry. He wasn't just even there. He co-signed everything. The wilderness camps, abuse at yep. home. Yep. He co-signed and allowed all of that. So miss me with that bullshit. The fact that yep. he's sitting on the opposite side from her is divorcing her. And the whole, like... I left for a year. And when the lawyer's like, no, he hasn't talked to his kids in a year. And it's like, well, Ruby said that like the only way they would get back together is if he didn't call his kid. No. no, you wouldn't be like, okay, if that's the condition, sure. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Um, so this is Jody at court. I believe she speaks for a second, but it's mainly her lawyer. I sincerely love these children. Oh, fuck off. Wow. I desire for them to heal physically and emotionally. This one, bitch. One of the reasons I did not go to trial is that I did not want them to emotionally relive. Oh, fuck off. You knew you would lose. would have been detrimental to them. My hope and prayer is that they will heal and move forward to have beautiful lives. I am willing to submit to what the state feels would be an appropriate amount of time served to make restitution as an outcome. Adults are supposed to... I want to throw wow. up, actually. You don't even know those kids, bitch. You love them, you don't know them. You have never actually dug into their character, whom they are, what they love. All you did was abuse those children and all you introduced into their life was abuse. Don't for a second pretend that you love them. Like, that is actually so insane. That's in that is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I think Ruby got sentenced to 15 years in prison. But for each... Count. Oh, for each count. Hold on, let me see. She's like 60 years in prison. Oh, period. Hold on. Yeah, YouTuber Ruby Frank has been sentenced to up to 60 years in prison. Yes, that is correct. So yeah, they could each serve the same amount of time, serve as much as 30 years, the prosecutor said after the hearing, blah, blah, blah. So I, I guess they're both facing very similar time. Hopefully they both get 60 years. That would be very nice. They also have fines they could pay and stuff. And you know how all that shit goes. They're probably going to get a lesser sentence, both of them. But 
I do hope that they both serve a very decent amount of time in prison. And yeah, that's the update. They have been sentenced and may we not hear about them for a very long time and may those kids live in peace, honestly, at this point. I do have a We Love the Internet. We can switch kind of tides here. It's kind of intense. So I'm sorry to my listeners because I'm going to have to describe this one to you because it's one you... (laughs) It's one you have to see. Do you know that TikTok of that woman that's talking to herself on a bus where it like pans over and there's nobody sitting next to her, but she's having a very intriguing conversation with nobody? This caption says, Legion every morning for 45 minutes. And it's just her and it pans over. And there is nobody. <laughs> and I love that so much. I was like, that needs to be very, the wheel of the internet. There are so many memes just like it. But I just, that was very funny. And then look at the top comment. It says Legion confronting Bradley. (laughs) Here, I'll pull another one that's a a Legion meme too. It is kind of funny because someone made basically an entire account that's from the perspective of him claiming currently that he's in the process now of making a Netflix series about this. Stop it. But people actually believe it, which is why I hate the internet. But why I love the internet is if you did look at it as a joke, it's really funny. (laughs) They're taking basically, I think, old Facebook videos and then just repurposing them and recaptioning them. On my way to set, Netflix show coming soon. My truth will be told. They literally just took a driving video of him and added that caption. Literally. (laughs) But the people commenting believe it. People comment, is this the company car? So it's a Legion was on the phone with Netflix. Yeah, the caption says, my Netflix show will be coming out to clear up these lies. <laughs> Why does anyone believe this? That's so dumb. I come to you today, you know, it's day like 16 of filming, not to mention working. So good thing is next couple of days we're off from filming so I can take a break. I can just go to work and come home and relax. So I just want to say good morning to everybody, say what's up. All right, so clearly an old video, but then the caption is, currently working with Netflix to release a show on the truth of what happened to clear up these lies on my name. Thank you for all the support. I and all the comments are like, day 16. But the story only started on TikTok at the weekend. It is kind of ironic that he has a random, probably Facebook video of him talking about... Yeah, like whoever made the account found the right videos to use that would be just enough to have the internet believe it. But they're yeah, also they um, Square videos, which for like, sure. when were these filmed? 2005. But anyway, wow, what a roller coaster this episode has been. My cat is here. This is the bitch I'd be talking about on the regular. Hey, hey, c- can you just love me for two nope. seconds? Denied. Okay. Well, anyway, if you guys made it to the end, we really do appreciate you. I know this was kind of a long one. We didn't think it would be that long, but it is. That is where we will leave you. And yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And as always, we will see you on Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.